No, I've had orange juice and coffee. Wow. See, I, I, well, I did eat breakfast food, but I just ate lunch. But What'd I ate breakfast for lunch. for lunch. I, I had one of those. Um, I cut up one of those sausages, and you know the ones that mom used to make, where she used to cut them in half and fry them in the pan. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I had some of those and some eggs on toast. That sounds really good. It was really good. I thought of it while I was in my bed, and I was like, "I'm gonna make that." You just happen to have the sausages. Well, I made it for dinner. Um, I bought this like uh, quinoa salad that I mixed in with the sausages a couple dates ago. Nice. So I used I used the rest to make breakfast. I don't like quinoa. You don't. No, it reminds me of like eating eggs. Um, like tiny little eggs. Yeah, like frog eggs or something. Have you ever eaten frog eggs? No, but that's what they look like. I, they're like too small for that and they yeah, don't have like the gelatin quality that's what i feel like they have they have gelatin quality i, I, feel, like I feel like they have a, a rice quality oh they wish they did but they don't <laughs> <laughs> they have a like a squishy egg quality don't like tell a... me what quinoa wishes it was <laughs> quinoa is no good couscous is better couscous is way better okay. if you're gonna eat if you're gonna eat some uh, you know, something that reminds you of eggs. I don't think it doesn't remind me of eggs. And it also had uh, um, tomatoes and peppers uh, cut up in, in there. It was that's a, good. That's tasty. It was a Meyer cold salad, but I put it in a pan and heated it up. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Not a bad idea. I think that you it did good. It wasn't a bad idea. Thank you. Not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did good. Your idea? It wasn't bad for once. <laughs> no, I don't think that you, I don't think you really have any bad ideas. I don't have any bad ideas. <laughs> um, I, we watched Night Swim again. Have you seen Night Swim once? No, <laughs> I've only heard that it's bad. <laughs> it's like... It is, but we watched it again, and we came up with some really good ideas for that. So we thought it would be funny if when the pool drained. The mm -hmm. demons shriveled up and they were all like, they had to like regain strength after the, like they, cause they drained the pool at the beginning cause they just bought the house. So they have to clean okay. it out before they get it going. So we thought it would be funny if they drained the whole pool and then all the demons were like, they're like wandering around. And then they had to like be re-raised. Like they were like lowered into water like you know, you know those little sponges, not exactly yeah. sponges, but they take like four to five days to grow. Yeah, I don't. We think thought that, that would be. It, now they do. Yeah, I think because uh, well, the I sponges are. Up. Yeah. The sponges just... are immediate, but the things that grow like take several days to grow. Mm. I don't think those are popular anymore, but they should be. I don't know what's popular. Kids still like toys. You know, I'll hand a kid a toy, and they'll be like, "Yay!" Kids yeah. like um, those little surprise eggs now. That's like something. Mm -hmm. It's all about surprising. I like surprises. Do you ever go to the DVD store, or the record store, and you get the surprise box? Wait, it's just the crap they couldn't sell, even for a dollar. <laughs> but it's still fun. I don't. Usually, yeah, whenever I bring up like a record that's like a dollar, two dollars at our record store, they always give it to me for free, like every time. Really? So they're not. They're not good business people. No, they are because I keep coming back and buying yeah, thirty dollar records. Yeah, you buy the thirty dollar records. 
I went yeah. into a record store here in Chicago and the guy it's a really nice store and I'll probably be back, but the guy up at the counter was like the most record store guy and he was talking about he was oh. talking to his record store associate about how Halloween, the original Halloween was is overrated. And he just like was saying it as if it were a fact. Oof. And that Jamie Lee Curtis is overrated and I'm just like where what internet person told you this opinion because this is the wrongest opinion and like he's so certain about it that i'm like he's no way he and he doesn't seem like a i'm judging this all based on one conversation but you know those people have loud <laughs> conversations like that where they're just like saying something it's just like then the other guy was just like Muh. like he wasn't <laughs> even responding to him it's just like what are you talking about at that point people <laughs> just want you to be mad they don't have like I, I would respect it if it was an actual opinion, but like that's that's what I'm saying. Like, it was just so annoying because it's not even an opinion. It's just like you can tell it's... that it's just a thing that he's saying to get a rise out of someone, or for someone to be like, "What are you talking about? It's, it's the best." Because and it's just like, I mean, at that point, it's just like you're wrong. Like, and you're not giving any concrete. It's, if it's like, well, as far as like this and that, and it's like, you're just, you're just being. Yeah, a contrarian to be contrarian. You don't have any points. Because it's you know? not like that's like, uh, like uh, this isn't even Halloween. So like, why why is that even in the exactly. conversation? Yeah, it wasn't. So it, it's not like it was a natural conversation that came up where someone was like, what's the best horror movie no. in the season? And then he's like, well, uh, some people like this movie. Also, I hate when people say shit like that, like it's a fact instead of just yeah, their that's opinion. It. Because if it was just his opinion, then you can just listen to someone say why they don't like something. But if once people are like, actually, this is yeah. the worst thing ever, and this is the reasons why, and you're like, that you can't just tell someone that their opinions don't matter. When I hear like that, if you're just yeah, yeah, I'm hearing that somebody online somewhere said that, you know, and it just like suddenly it became like the de facto opinion because it's like, oh, cool guy, eighty four said it. You know, sounded yeah, it sounded really smart. And now I'm gonna be now like the I best actual movie, Scream Three. Yeah, and here's why. <laughs> here's what worst Scream is the best Scream. No, and we're like, five. oh no, they <laughs> changed the, the they changed the best movie again. Yeah, and that's I wasn't it. Paying attention, and then it's just like, oh okay, we're all back on board with this movie. We all fell off, but then Cool Guy '87 came, and he says actually it's good, so we're fine now. Just like. You can you can have different opinions for people that you respect. And yeah, don't present every opinion as if it's fact. Just be like, I don't like th if he was like, you know, I, I rewatched Halloween and I actually didn't think it was very good. Here's why. And then Yeah, that's something people can listen to. Yeah, but it's just like, but and I, I'm like I do think though that yeah. just that I think the internet has ruined people in everyday normal conversations because People, I think, used to do that, at least as far as I know, or I, I don't think my friends are like that anyway, so I don't really have this problem. But, like, I think that the internet has made it where it's like, this is a fact, this is, like, and you're wrong. It's And then they're used to being on Reddit, and I know there's a bunch of TikToks yeah, where, yeah. like, people are, like, Reddit people in real life, and they're, like, the most awful people you've ever known, just walking around, the, yeah. the well-actually people, but... And I think I people I think... are just tuning them out at this point because it's like we're all so tired of it. We all know it. Like I said, like all those other record store guys are just kind of like, okay. And it's like since there was like three records there. I was like, holy shit, this is so cool that they have this. I want to buy it. But 
I didn't want to go up there because oh, and talk it, to that guy because <laughs> I knew he was going to have a bunch of things to say about it, and I especially hate That's it when there's funny. like three of them up there, and then you feel like you're just kind of standing there on, you know, and it's just like, well, they're record store guys and that's my i don't know i just i don't want to have a conversation it's just like well you know actually this is or like you know what's like he'll try to be all something about it just like dude just like sell me the thing and leave if you have like if you want to be like i really like this or like hey you have to let me know you know something like that i'm not saying like that shit but just the guy that just like has the opinions it's like i went to buy (laughs) it's another record store guy i went to buy um I I have my James Bond collection of records, and I bought uh, this was when I was buying a View to a Kill, and it was just like he had these like I was buying his like this one's actually not one of the best ones, and I'm like okay, like I know that you have like the internet opinion about it, but a it is amazing, and b like you don't like I'm buying this like you're not like i don't like yeah what were you supposed to do you just put it back or just be like what is the good one and i will spend 90 dollars more for it and then he was like turned to kelly's like i think james bond should be a woman next and i'm like i don't what are you talking about you just have generic internet opinions like i'm sorry that you lost your wife at the record (laughs) store you don't have to keep complaining about him I didn't know there were men out there. At the end of this, we just find out that she just went with him. Yeah. After that that line. What? Is that really what you believe? Thank God. Somebody finally said it. James Bond (laughs) should be a woman. I want to see a woman get beaten the shit out of not James Bond anymore. He's like a piece of shit guy. Like, it doesn't make any sense if he were a woman. The character wouldn't make any sense. I know. It's not like it's like a, <laughs> a plot for feminism. It's like we're watching a, a woman do, like, I don't know. Because, yeah, one of the big things is James gets beat up. Like, I was like, I don't want to watch a woman get beat up. That's worse than watching a man get beat up. So, like, I I would prefer it if he stayed a man. But it's just like- and just make his women companions smarter. Yeah, and it's just one of those things, like, you didn't actually think, like, again, like, if you want to have the conversation, like, I think it'd be interesting because, but it's just, like, they're just regurgitating things that they heard online. It's, like, you don't, I don't know. Like, if It's you think, funny. Right, go ahead. Um, you should just cut, you should just start coming back to Louisville for all your, your record stores, because the last two times I went to the record store here, I bought the Barbie album and then those two James Bond albums for you. The people at the front desk were over the moon about that. And then they were like talking about the Barbie movie and they were like, I haven't seen it yet, but I heard that all the music's great. And I'm like, I feel the same way. The movie wasn't like all that good, but I love the soundtrack. And they were also excited. And then the next time I came, like, I'm not embarrassed to get anything. I used to get embarrassed and buy stuff at Target if I thought they'd make fun of me at the record store. But they don't. So I just keep going back because I'd rather they have my money than Target. So I bought the last album I bought was Taylor Swift Midnight's. And the guy at the front was just like, do you have all the albums? Or are you just getting this one? And I was like, oh, no, I would never buy. I'm not like a collector. I'm not going to. Because the reason he said that is because she has four different Midnights. But they all have the same songs on them. But they're different colors. So they're like for collectors. Uh, Okay. 
And I was like, no, I'm not insane. I just want the music from I the one. I just want to hear the record, yeah. But yeah, I've never felt judged in the Louisville one. So you should just keep coming back to Louisville for your record store needs. Or I'll go to Mad. I went to Madison. They were they were nice. I bought a bunch of James Bond ones there, and they were just like, nice. yeah, fun. Um, I do always it. get excited when I see the James, because that's when I, I bought those two for you. But I don't know yeah. which ones you have at this point. But I didn't want to ask then, because it was a Christmas present. But... I need I'm to go through like, and check. Yeah, because I have, I almost have all the Roger Moores. You got me uh, for your eyes only, which I'd never seen before. So thank you. You're um, welcome. I have two, I have two uh, Spy Loves Me Now, which is fine because I'll put one up on the wall and then I'll have the other one to listen to. That's then, a good idea. Oh, you should get it like framed. Yeah. And then I've got, uh, let's see, I have Live and Let Die. I don't have Man with a Golden Gun. I would love to have that one. Um, and then I have Spy Love Me. And then I, I don't have, do I have Moonraker? I have to go make sure I, I don't think I have Moonraker. I bet that one's hot, you know. People are like grabbing it. And Hell I, yeah. <laughs> and I don't have an octopus, but I do have an octopusy t-shirt. So it makes up for it a little bit. That's cool. Yeah. Roger Morris, my favorite James Bond. I've said that I on the just... show before. <laughs> Yeah. Are you still are you getting like all, all like the new ones too? Or are you just trying to get all the Roger Moore ones? I never see I guess the thing with like I like the music of it. I have the soundtracks for uh for Skyfall and for No Time to Die. Um I like those scores, but I guess the thing with the, the record, I like the cover so much because those old uh Moore covers and the um I have a couple Conneries too, like they're so much more interesting. They are fun. At. They're like old, like comic book covers almost. Yeah. And I just don't understand why they, I mean, they did that all the way through Brosnan and then they just, the covers for all the Craig movies are just the most boring. It's just him standing. Cause and yeah, like, that's just the style now where it's just, I think it's um. just like a style choice of like, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. I guess minimalist. simplistic one. Yeah. yeah. Minimalist. Where like, they think it just looks better. I think that I I do think that um, fan art is going to come back because I feel I feel like all these places that are using all the minimalist techniques are getting fan art that's better, and then sometimes they'll yeah. get releases with the fan art, and mm -hmm. you're like, holy shit, that's cool. And then that, I think that makes people want to collect things, and I think that's what they're not getting. Well, that's yeah. Know. Everyone, everyone that's in charge of shit now is like a guy in a suit. So like all the, like the cool stuff is kind of fading away until fans make it. I know. I wish fans could construct buildings because that's where I'm the most concerned <laughs> because they're all the most hideous building in the world now. And they pop up. All There's one I can see being constructed outside my window and I can tell how hideous it's going to look when it's done. Uh -huh. And it's just like, can we stop like... <laughs> just have a little bit more creativity with building but yeah it's just you're right because it's like there are so many like i'll there's this whole thread somewhere i can't remember where now but it's like it will have side by side like here's the original cover here's the fan art one and it's like there's so much more creativity going into the fan stuff because it like you said it's like with everything with like video game covers and stuff it's just like that's part of the fun it's just having the artwork and sometimes i'll like pull out the old records and just look at them and look through the pamphlets like that's something to me that's like i really it bums me out when i buy a record or some like a new game especially this is true where you open it up and there's nothing in there there's like a coupon 
Or oh yeah, like, you used to get like a little booklet that you could yeah. look through. I love. The, the I think the most fun thing for me every time I'd get like a um a video game like that I, or even a CD with, with that like used to have like the liner notes in there. I love to get them out and then try to draw what was in there. Sure. Like I yeah. think that's something too that's kind of like missing out and it's not that i think i think that the all the creative people in the field are trying their best to get oh, that yeah. stuff out there i think it's just being shot down and then i and then it kind of sucks that like the fans are like getting it out there and like everyone's like why can't you be like this and probably the person that like originally made it was like oh i tried i, I was home. shot down by some guy named keith and... <laughs> that's probably true which <laughs> sucks too because it is like i mean we're seeing this in every industry where it's like you know journalists right now or for a long time now where it's like they're they're be they're not able to actually do the work that they want to do because of the organizations you know the, the saddest these. one is the movies that they keep like writing and making and then the the companies just shut them down so they can collect the tax yeah, money for yeah. them and then they're never seen there's been like three movies that i was excited about that they just shut down and you're just like how how sad of a person is it that you just want money more than anything else? Yeah, and like to put somebody through that, to like somebody actually put a lot of effort and work into making something, just like it's gone, goodbye. Like we're not, we're gonna let this happen anymore. We're not gonna. I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's so cruel. And yeah, that's it. It's just the people in charge just really, really suck. Um, at every level. Like, I mean, it's just like. And, you know, because, like, no sane person would want one of those jobs. And anytime they get it, it's just, like, immediately they're like, I can't. This is the worst thing I've ever had to do. Like, you can feel yourself becoming a different person the higher you get up into management. And, like, I don't know. It's just uh, it's a cruel world. And I hope that there's there's at some point we can just all get back to making art and seeing art and enjoying stuff. We kind of glossed over this because you brought up, I'm sorry, I'm about to change the subject. So do you have more to say? No, I don't. Sorry. I, I thought you were done. And then you said, what if? What if uh, uh, we all <laughs> held hands and <laughs> sing the song? <laughs> uh, you mentioned that you you might frame that, that record uh, cover and put it on the wall. Um, do you have any art on your wall that you've just had just because you've always had it, even though it's not like something that you're like proudly displaying anymore? Because I was like looking around my dining room after you said that. And I was like, why do I still have a, a Weezer poster hung up in here? Yeah, I have a lot of that. There's stuff I framed. I just don't want to take out of the frame. So it's like I think that's it too. Cause I have what I have is it's that Weezer um that came inside the the blue album record. Mm -hmm. So I put that in a frame and then I put all the my concert tickets underneath it. And now I'm looking at it and I'm like, I look like Weezer's biggest fan. But if you walked in, like I don't mm -hmm. have that much good things to say about Weezer and they're right there. <laughs> We've all kind of lost faith in Weezer. But the thing <laughs> we can all remember. I guess is that specifically that blue album and that picture is kind of iconic a lot of people had it i feel like it was like the, the... it is fun it's not the band it's just their instruments yeah so it's like it's a good photo and like the blue album is really good like it is imagine and i also have like... a mini album that's sitting over my thermostat that i painted of the cover of the weezer album <laughs> Double fan, but you just have um, to, you could just say I really like that album, you know, because it's I really like the blue album. Come to my dining room and see. If if Rivers would have like gotten into a boating accident, if he would have buddy hollied, 
after listening <laughs> to it, like, we'd all be like, like, I mean, what would they have put out next? Like, what, what could they have been? We had no idea that they were just going to be in a movie that was flopping on Christmas where they freaky Friday every one in the family. Um, what do you have any albums hanging on your wall? Uh, I used to. I used to have little studs of the wall where I could switch them. So I would put like if I was listening, so you could slide them in there. So yeah, I'd, like, it would be like the last three albums I was listening to. Um, I started to do that, and then I think I stopped. And the three that I have up there have just been up there. I guess well, I've my, got six. My gift of the Mogwai, my uh, Gremlins. Oh. Rick, I this isn't that, that little. Yeah. It's little. The ones, because I have, I have three little stands that are on the wall, and then I have the, I think what, what you just described is what you gave me, the little uh, white things that you can, like, slide them on. Yeah. So on the ones above my record player, I have uh, Ween, 12 Golden Country Greats, I have Paul Simon Graceland, and the Muppet Movie soundtrack. And then on the other side of the wall, with the things you gave me, I have uh, The Clash, their first album, uh, White Pepper and the Oh Brother Where Art Thou soundtrack. Yeah, that's a good selection of music up on the wall. All good, all good records. All good records. I would love to have the Muppet movie soundtrack. I found it. It was six dollars at the thrift store. That's pretty crazy. You know, I see always... it pretty regularly. So if you if you want me to grab the next one, yeah. I find I will. Tell me when you get it too, so I don't buy it because that that's one I would buy immediately if I. Okay, it. will do. Um. Yeah, I, I will probably put my James Bonds up there. That would be fun if they were all, like, if you put all the James Bonds up. Because yeah, I have, yeah. the ones that I have hanging over my record player are the kind that, are they're just like little black stands that you just mount on your wall. Mm -hmm. And then you just kind of tilt your records into them. So they're really easy to take down and listen to. Um, that's, that's what I want. Yeah, I want it to be able to, to grab it off the wall. But except, I, yeah, that I'll check which, uh, which Spy Love Me is, is less scratched up and. Uh, put the other one on the wall but it's cool that one i think now nah, i think man with the golden gun is the best cover but well we don't have to talk about that now you know it's also living like die is a good cover they, it's just so many good ones back in the day you know and i just back like i've day. seen daniel craig like fan versions of the covers and they're so much better and they put color in them are they like in the? They're in the style of the Roger Moore mm -hmm. ones. Nice. Yeah, because the the Brosnan ones are in that style. They're very colorful, you know, and like they they kind of have the similar vibe to those. Like I think they felt like when they like change because they kind of changed James Bond to be more like a a serious good man once it was Daniel Craig, and I think they tried to like change the style to match that. Oh, they for they sure were. Did. I think. For Pierce, so they were still like, this guy's goofy as hell. <laughs> he don't love those women. I and just like he goofy. <laughs> you don't even have to do that much. It's just like they're all just Craig standing. And it's like Yeah. Menacingly. Not, yeah, he's just like got a gun or he's just standing there. And it's like all of them are they're just so ugly. I just wish that they just put a little bit of style into them. Um uh, whatever yeah well while we're still talking about music um when i was driving home yesterday i took a few of the back roads just because it felt like fucking spring yesterday did it feel like mm -hmm. spring for you guys it's like 
closer. It's like mid, it's like early March here. It's going to be depressing because it's like it, it felt like, oh, the leaves are coming back soon, but I know they're not. Yeah. Um, but I was like, oh, it feels so good. So I was driving home from from Indy and I took a few of the back roads um, just to like get get some good music going. Um, do you miss? Well, I think it still still happens, but um, I kind of miss people having like signature little things they say in their songs. I think mm. I think it still happens. No, it does. but like you know how Elton John has the ooh yeah, ooh yeah, <laughs> like just those little things. I guess I know that like Ariana Grande has like the yeet. Um, and Jason Derulo goes, Jason Derulo. <laughs> yeah, people still do that. Still yeah. Think. And then I guess Bruce Springsteen has the, come on, come on. You... Yeah. We... <laughs> I don't have a lot of thoughts about that. I, we... I don't know. It's just making me laugh. Well, I was listening because I was listening to some Taylor Swift. And then I, I turned on just my normal playlist mm -hmm. and I, I started listening to, to some Tenacious D and I was like, I bet Taylor Swift could cover a Tenacious D really easily because they both kind of have a similar talking singing style. And then they both have like little parts of their songs where they just talk mm. and then they go straight back into it. So I thought it'd be really funny for like Taylor Swift to do Wonder Boy. No, that'd be good. I think she'd be good at it because she could do like the... Now, ladies and gentlemen, the history of Wonder Boy and Young Nasty Man. I don't know if she could pull off the Rigagoogoos. <laughs> it would be we'll weird. <laughs> she would need like Rigagoogoo singers coming in. That's true. She could have her backup singers with the Rigagoogoos. Yeah, she could. But yeah, it would be funny if she did that on like her tour. She goes, now, ladies and gentlemen, younger <laughs> Wonder Boy and Young Nasty Man join forces. And do you know what that band was? And she'd do that, like that weird look that she does to the side and then, and then say, go back. That's right. And then she, uh, <laughs> I guess, Jack, at least she's just going to say me and KG. Or, or she could oh, my God. If her surprise guest was, um, oh, my God, that would be amazing if Tenacious D was her surprise guest once. And she just started out Wonder Boy and got to that. And then she goes, you know what they call themselves? And he goes, they call themselves Tenacious D. Oh like fuck! Everybody bored after two thousand five. Would be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, that would be really cool. Wonder Boy is a great song. People love Jack Black though, so they know yeah, who but he was. They, but Tenacious D still holds any any water to anyone that's like these days. Like we all love Tenacious D, of course, but like yeah, we all really I mean, like that first album a lot. Look at Taylor Swift saving democracy. She could save Tenacious D at the same time. Who is she saving democracy about? I'm kidding, because people are saying that because that she got all, everyone to vote. Um. <laughs> oh, wow. And then she flew, flew like 10 blocks to a convenience store in her private jet. Listen, we can get off we can get off Taylor talk, but... Um... Do you think that Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, is going to propose to... to uh, Taylor Swift if he wins the Super Bowl. I hope like, not. That's way too early. Yeah, but come on, they're like they're like that kind of couple. They're all American. I guess. Yeah, but that would be. I think. Are you kidding? I think me? that would be too much. He I don't see that. I don't see a proposal happening. 
but he i mean they would plan it of course because yeah make sure if, i mean you don't want to win the super bowl then propose to your girlfriend and she's like no you know? <laughs> no thank you <laughs> but she was with joe alwyn for like nine years wasn't she yeah that's why she knows like it you know i do like her with travis kelsey i think that they're cute i don't i don't care much like i'm not gonna be like i'm I'm not going to be like looking up all the photos and being like, what are they doing now? But I don't know. I think uh, a proposal would be weird. I think at least Travis Kelsey needs to learn that he's not funny, you know, because it's just not. <laughs> not but Paul, I bet Taylor thinks he's hilarious. That's the problem. Like we need, like <laughs> some, we need to just be like, listen, we all laugh because you're large and you're good at football, but you're not funny. <laughs> like your jokes are just, they're not good. And we hate you in all the commercials. When you do wow. that, oh, I don't know. We don't think that's funny. We think we see what you're doing, Travis, and it's not funny. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he just needs to know that, and then it's all fine. Like, all right. Well, like... you tell him that, and then and then we'll see if he goes through with the proposal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then he could enjoy whatever he wants. But he's like, I don't know. This guy named Paul said I'm not funny, Taylor. <laughs> do you feel that way? And she's like, um. No, I think that your jokes are really funny. Ah. He's like, oh my God, we're going to call the whole thing off. She's <laughs> like, what? Just because of what some guy named Paul said? Now, yeah, I uh, I think that the, the yeah, because, you know, that's a great time to, to propose to someone is after winning your third Super Bowl. Then he'll probably retire, you know, then he can go on tour with her because has he been in the front row at her concerts i don't think so she's been, been going to every game he's been going to her concerts but i don't think oh. he's like, like... <laughs> <laughs> Never <played it>. oh. <laughs> <Great. laughs> yeah that's, that's great he but... thought he wasn't going to her concerts well he's got football practice i don't know <laughs> <laughs> do you think taylor doesn't have football practice she thinks she'd rather be going to Catches the game winning touchdown. What if they put her in for the 49ers and it's like um, us against them? She plays tight end for the 49ers. <laughs> she outperforms. And then he proposes. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, well, you beat me. <laughs> That's when I realized I loved you. And she's like, when well, you you're not tight good end. I'm marrying Brock Purdy. <laughs> but he's just he's a boy. <laughs> he's only 16 years old <laughs> Taylor no he's just a boy leave Brock alone <laughs> he does look like he's 16 years old He every time I see a photo of him I'm just like I, that. that's the first thing that pops in my head I say he's just a boy <laughs> he looks like a guy that doesn't know where his car is in a large parking lot like his face is just like <laughs> he's like trying to stay calm but he's like looking around like really don't if, that that's the first thing people say to him he's like brock we know where your car is he's like i know <laughs> yeah i know where my car is i park it in the same spot every day oh, oh i don't know why everyone says that to me it's so <laughs> disturbing oh, oh. <laughs> I hope both they need a, a football player that sounds like that they need yeah. um yeah they need someone like that to bring the rest of us back in yeah because they got the swifties <laughs> They got the normal NFL fans. They got the Swifties, and now they need the weird voice fans. You do need like a weirdo, some guy that's yeah. like, 
I mean, you got you got some weirdos in there. There's but they need to be, you know, more prominent. Like, we need like yeah, we need like a, a Jimmy Stewart out on the field. Yeah, that's the first person I always think of when I think of weirdo. You just think because <laughs> of the voices. Because of what the voice, I just said weird Holmes? voices. <laughs> I do think it's funny once people said that he sounds like uh, Danny McBride in Eastbound and Down because he, he really does. He t- he has the same <laughs> style, the same of cadence. <laughs> See, Pat Mahomes can be funny because he's got a funny voice, but <laughs> Travis Kelsey's not funny. He's just a large man, and it's just the, like we're all well. He's he's got yeah he's got football funny where. He just says things, and then it's funny because you don't expect it from him. That's uh, yeah. it. That's like, why. But then he's like, he keeps going, and then it's like it's not funny anymore because you, you yeah, because you didn't actually know what was funny. You just started. Did you see him on the show with um uh Tim Heidecker and oh, why can't I think of anybody else in that show right now? What show? What show? It was they're Heidecker? they're in space. They're on. It's called Moonbase. Uh, yeah, Moonbase. Uh, and I thought that I thought Travis Kelsey was like in the show, but he's only in one episode. But it's Tim Heidecker. I'm gonna look it up so I don't embarrass myself anymore because I can only think of Tim Heidecker right <laughs> now. I think that some other people are in that too. I'm about to tell you, Paul. It's uh, Tim Heidecker, Fred Armisen, and John C. Riley, and they're on the moon. And in the first episode, John C. Riley's scared of Travis Kelsey. So like every time he like he's like doing all his work for him and he keeps like tell it like telling him. And then like the Travis Kelsey's like whole role is just to be like, uh, just go do it. Idiot. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So it, like that's the role that those guys usually get. It's just kind of like, isn't it funny that he's there? Yeah. And it's that's all then you have then they need to immediately go away because it's like and he did. He we'll, got blown up in the show and he was gone. We'll realize that, oh, they're not actually funny, you know. <laughs> they're just a, a large man. Because there are funny athletes. I'm not saying you can't be an athlete that's funny, but I'm just saying Travis Kelsey's not funny, you know. Yeah. We're all on Brock Purdy's side. I'm not on Brock He's... Purdy's side. <laughs> no, Brock I was, I was trying to think immediately who the funny one was, and I'm like, I can't think of a funny quarterback right now. Yeah, I just went outside. I couldn't find my car in the parking lot. <laughs> oh, Brock. Brock, you shit. That's his dad. He gets mad at him because he always forgets where his car is parked. It is funny. <laughs> they keep zooming in on Brock's dad with his arms crossed, just like, I bet that asshole doesn't know where his car is. It doesn't matter how well he's doing in the game. <laughs> it's like a guy's got to go out in the parking lot, not know where he parked. And his he's dad, like, we're like, gonna we're gonna go out as a family out to the parking lot after the game, like we always do. And Brock's gonna be like, I swear I know where we parked <laughs> this time, Brock's dad. And I'm gonna be like, okay, I trust you. And we're all gonna go out there. And he's gonna be like, I swear we were in lot 21. And then so his dad is goes out and stands by the car to kind of like a power move. Like I knew where it was the whole time. And then his Brock <laughs> Purdy finally, after like 35 minutes, finds it and his dad just shakes his head. And... He's walking around with his little key fob. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> nice yeah. game, Brock. Shut <laughs> up. Yeah, it's funny that Brock Purdy's like he's Mr. Irrelevant. And he's still, it's treated like it's, because he plays for the 49ers, like, it's just, like, not a big deal that he's the quarterback <laughs> for uh, for for the Super Bowl-bound uh, 49ers. I, I haven't heard anything about him, you're right. Like, you always hear, 
like uh, so much about Patrick Mahomes and then like it's like the 49ers you don't hear anything about Brock Purdy yeah I'm sure you would if you like actually followed but like uh, when it comes to like commercials and stuff it's all it's all Patrick Mahomes and it's just the only conversation it's like Brock Purdy's not actually good (laughs) (laughs) he's just a boy he's only 16 don't grow into it (laughs) Like, he's in the Super Bowl, and he's only 16. Like, that's fucking impressive. That's cool. Yeah. And he's going to get Taylor's heart, I swear to God. Yeah, she's going to see it, because he's going to throw the game-winning pass. And he's going to do one of those new hearts that Gen Z does with their they love claw those fingers. They love the claw finger hearts. They are always doing it. And she's going to be like, oh, shit, I was still doing it the millennial way. And then he goes, there's a new way, baby. And they run off into the sunset. There's a new way a 16-year-old <laughs> have been doing it. <laughs> and then Trace, uh, Travis is like, I was going to propose. <laughs> I bought a ring. I think, no. I think that they he'll run out. You know, all the confetti. Come on. Like, I, who has I guess I could see it. It just seems so. I guess. At the Super Bowl. It's like. And they're they're all American, like through and through, you know, like they this is their thing, and it's gonna be she's gonna come running out onto the field, and he's gonna bend down and be like, uh, I don't know, Patrick," and then he'll pull the ring out. I am interested to see what kind of songs come out of their relationship, just because this is completely different than like every other guy. So it's like, I wonder what kind of songs these will, like, inspire. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. We'll see. They'll probably be very good. <laughs> They're all going to be like, um, hey, hey, here we are. We're going to do the winner. Yeah, they're all just cheers. <laughs> She's just <laughs> a cheer. Yeah. Hey, hey, what do you say? The Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> 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 They're all about the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Babe, we didn't win. <laughs> we lost to Brock Purdy, the 16-year-old. <laughs> hey, guys. Just out here looking for my car. <laughs> you guys drive me around. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Honda Civic. Red. Okay, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. All right, let's get on to our topic, which we haven't even touched on at all. Oh, yeah. Jurassic Park. We're talking about Jurassic Park. <laughs> we're going to re- we're gonna rewrite a new Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, so the only one that exists in our universe right now is the very first one, because the rest are just all garbage. Oh, wow. We didn't talk about that. <laughs> I just like to come out with the hot take right away. <laughs> there, there's that You're one. no better than that man at the yeah, record store. I know, I did. I just pulled the record store man. But, okay, so we get the first one, and then we get this, the second one is when the T-Rex escapes in New York. Is that the third one? I always forget. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure the second one is the one with um, Julianne Moore, but I always get it wrong. No, uh, I think that's the third No, one, you're right. The because... Yeah. So yeah, you're right. I think that they skip one with uh, Sam Sam Neil coming back, don't they? And yeah. then he comes back in the third one, and then that's yeah. when the girl saves the day. No, when does the girl save the day with gymnastics? They are just a blur. That's those three. are those are the same movie to me. 
I like it though, but I think of it as like a six hour long movie. Yeah, they instead just of like two different ones. Because usually the only time I ever watched it was when it was on cable and they ran right after each other. Okay. So I think I just thought of them. I was just kind of like, this movie's fucking long and a lot of shit happens. There's a, there's a very real possibility. In fact, I'm going to say it's it's most likely that I have not seen either of those movies all the way through. I think I've really? only seen them on TV. I, I, it's probably, I, no, I did. I watched all three of them uh, not too long ago, just for fun. I think when they're like COVID ship. But yeah, before that, I think that was the same. It was just always on cable. It would play the first one and you'd get sucked into the first one. Cause I've never, mm. I've never caught the first one on TV without watching the entire thing. Mm. And then the the next two just play. And I think you just kind of do your own thing while those are on. And you like look up, uh, there is a scene in, I, I, I don't know which one. There's a scene in one of the later ones. It's the one where they go back for the boy on the island. They trick mm. him into going on the island um and they land and they're looking for their boy but when that new dinosaur with the spikes is like that his phone is in his stomach and then he poops it out and they find the phone mm. and they're like oh no it's nearby and they look up and he's like breathing and looking at them that shit is scary as hell yeah they got some good scares because i think that's i mean not that they ever went away from this fully but they need to be really scary and they need yeah. to they need to hammer home how scary it is that these big dinosaurs are around. Um, okay, then we went in different directions for what well, I guess not. Because mine would start differently than that, but I guess it could it could flow into big and scary. Well, you tell me how you started because I didn't do any work for this. Okay, I just thought of this um when we were um talking about the night swim stuff is when I started thinking about what I would want to do for a Jurassic Park movie because we were going to record the next day. And so I was like, okay, how fun would it be? So I don't want them to be in a, because I feel like the natural next step is always putting them in a big city because they did that in the second ones in both trilogies where they're like, mm. let the let the dinosaurs loose in like a big city. But Godzilla has the market on that. Like he, like she is the one marching around Manhattan. You dinosaurs have no business just marching around manhattan that's godzilla's problem and job or japan wherever the hell godzilla walks around in all the movies i haven't seen a godzilla movie in a long time um but i think that they should have come back so this is after jurassic park one where they learn their lesson supposedly in quotes mm -hmm. they learn their lesson and they're like, okay, we can't have like dinosaurs just like roaming the earth anymore, but we still have these, we still have the eggs of the ones that we had already. We have the nice ones that we already had. So what do they do, Paul? Is they team up with the the um um the the equipment from Honey I Shrunk the Kids, they shrink the dinosaurs so that they're like a safe pet that people can buy. And they're like, oh, I have a stegosaurus. And it's just like walks around in like a little stegosaurus tank and you can build like a habitat for it. Like this is all going to go wrong, obviously. And they'll grow back into their their original thing and turn into monsters. But in the beginning, I think that that should be the premise is like they're marketing these tiny dinosaurs that they can sell to people that they can build their habitats around like a new pet. Okay. That's um okay so they shrink them they got the honey i shrink the kids shrink ray mm -hmm. and then and i think that's perfectly normal in this universe where they're making dinosaurs so i don't want to hear that they don't have that equipment i, I didn't say they don't have it <laughs> I'm going with it. 
I I think I'm just I I know what Joe Dante is gonna ask, and I'm ready to fight back when he tries to pull this shit. We'll have Rick Moranis in the movie, so there's no questions. Hell yeah. So he'll come and he'll be like, yeah, I <laughs> I bought I tuned it I made some adjustments. He says that because it's like we don't need to know what the adjustments are. He says I make I made some adjustments and now it works on dinosaurs. It should uh, be Rick Moranis, but he should be in the dark helmet. Like for no reason. Well, we did remember we our last movie. What movie was it where we just ripped off like a big chunk of Spaceballs? I don't even remember. Was it Small Soldiers? Like there was a whole section where they would jam something, and then we just had the <laughs> sequence play out from Spaceballs. <laughs> just watch Spaceballs again. So that's a. I don't even like Spaceballs, but yeah, it's uh wow. That's right. I said it. It's not a good movie. It sucks. Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> is overrated. <laughs> People think the <laughs> yeah he says that no matter what no matter he just what, hates her. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like Freaky Friday. This is why. <laughs> because Jamie Lee Curtis, she's overrated. <laughs> she's overrated. Like, what a stupid opinion to have. But Jamie Lee <laughs> Curtis is overrated. Like. That's just an opinion that morons have. You're a moron, sir. If you're listening to this show, you're a moron. This was my favorite show until I realized I hey. did that. <laughs> <laughs> First you came so for Brock Purdy and now you're coming for my face. <laughs> and that's Brock too Brady? far. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so Rick Moranis is wearing the Lord Helmet hat. He talks like Lord Helmet. But we understand that it's Rick Moranis, and he is also the dad from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and he has the, <laughs> the shrink way. Um. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm liking it. So, anyway, <laughs> he comes in, and, he, and it's just like, okay, Rick, thanks for coming. Please shrink our dinosaurs down. All right, Rick, thanks for coming. <laughs> I like this dialogue. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thanks for bringing. I noticed that Rick wandered in here. Thanks for coming. Hey, question for you. Can you shrink these dinosaurs? <laughs> what if it's like a mixture of that and, and Ghostbusters, though, and they make a gun. They make a gun out of the shrink ray. So okay. this is already the dinosaurs. There's mayhem. You know, Jurassic Park has uh, Jurassic Park has really fucked up big time. The dinosaurs have gotten out. They're roaming this little island that they're on, and they have to now, they have to herd these dinosaurs back, right? Okay. So it's like, but there's these giant ferocious dinosaurs, and Rick Moranis is like, yeah, well, I've been tinkering with my shrinking ray, and I've made this shrinking gun. So now each of you, because he's in Ghostbusters too, by the way, Rick Moranis, so it's really just tying everything together. You know, we'll get Dan Aykroyd. He'll pop up and he'll say. He'll do like a Casper cameo where he just goes, who are you going to call? Someone else. No, he'll it'll be from Casper, though. He'll do he won't do a Ghostbusters parody. He'll do a Casper's parody. So it will remind us that he did a parody in Casper. But now he's in Jurassic Park doing. (laughs) What would he do for that? Just like look at Sam Neill and say, you're not Bill Pullman. That's perfect. And everyone laughs. <laughs> everyone will know what that means. So he'll say, you're not Bill Pullman. 
Everyone will laugh. And then because it's also. Who is this movie for? (laughs) Bill Pullman is in Spaceballs. So, I like that this this movie is pretty much specifically for me and you now. She's like, I got that reference. I got that reference. <laughs> You're not Bill Pullman from Casper. <laughs> He'll say, because we want to clarify, we don't mean from Spaceballs, because we know it's getting complicated because Rick Moranis is doing That's true. three different Moranis movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to the plot. Okay, so Rick Rick Moranis is so you okay, so you don't want to start with this being a gimmick that they're selling these. You want them to be out there in the world and he's shrinking them to prevent something from happening? Well, we'll do like a Pokemon style thing where they're like they realize now, okay, this park thing is done, right? But okay. we spent so much money on it. Rick Moranis is here. They're going to go out <laughs> and capture the dinosaurs to sell them. So they've okay. already, they'll put up a website and they'll say, we're selling small dinosaurs. And they get some big names and big orders. And they're like, shit, we got a bunch of orders. We better get out there and start collecting these dinosaurs to sell them. I'm just thinking like uh, they did this Girl Scout style. We got so many orders. Exactly. That's what it is. Too so, many to fill. What are we going to do? <laughs> we better go get some dinosaurs. <laughs> So, or uh, I could... the, I, can I tell you the moment that I'm trying to get out of this? Yeah. What I want, I want Sam Neil to be having to shrink at some point. I want them to have to shrink Sam Neil at some point. And I want him to be, I want him to redo his classic um, uh, little like one liner as he goes. So I want him to be big and start to say, but that's not. And then as he gets smaller, okay that's in that's in the movie okay cool what's the line but that's not what i'm gonna do okay but it it would happen with but that's not what if sam neil is opposed to this (laughs) and why would not to your idea here hold on okay okay so rick moranis dan Aykroyd briefly he's out of it after his one line and the crew we'll call him the crew because we haven't cast them it doesn't matter um oh are you saying that like they'd shrink him because he's opposed that's what i'm saying so rick moranis oh so it's a villain are yeah we're we're following the villains it's a horror movie you know we're following the people we're following don't necessarily have the best intentions. So we're they Sam Neill's like, listen guys, you can't do this. Then he says that famous line that we all know so well that you said. And then as he's saying the line, he shrinks and they sh- they shrink him down because it's like we this guy's gonna get in our way. It's like what do we do? Let's shrink him. Oh, Paul. Okay, yeah, they should shrink him and it should be like James Bond. You know how like they always have big like James Bond moments where they're like, this is going to finish him off and we don't care anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to shrink him down and they have like a little aquarium that they keep the, the like one of the bad dinosaurs. It doesn't necessarily have to be T-Rex because T-Rex is so overused. But they should drop him in the tank and then leave. Uh, and then he has to like wrestle the dinosaurs. Yeah, <laughs> full on wrestle. Hand-to-hand combat. Or it could be they're prehistoric insects. Of some size, there's got to be. Oh, one. interesting! That would be cool. We'll uh, we'll have one of those, so it'll be like really scary because it'll be it'll 
it'll be like a really big scary prehistoric that's good that ties it back into honey i shrunk the kids because big bugs is the scariest shit from that so yeah big prehistoric bugs would be fucking scary as hell and they haven't really touched that in um jurassic parks yet right it could be whatever you know whatever kind of bug it is we'll we'll do some research into (laughs) to dinosaur bugs dinosaur time bugs we'll type that in to google and we'll find a scary looking one and then sam neil he'll outsmart it he'll have to outsmart it he's not gonna fight it so i think it should start i know we're like tying a bunch of movies in from the 90s already but i think what would be cool for a reveal of the bug because i think that as soon as he gets dropped in the tank he should be looking around expecting a dinosaur so he should be looking around getting ready to guard himself like he's kind of he's got his brave face on But I think that the kind of bug, obviously I'm not a scientist and I don't know much about paleontology, so I don't know if these bugs existed and they probably don't. But what I think would be really cool is he's like backing up and trying to find some place to hide. He backs into one of like a, like a giant stick bug that is faking a tree. Mm. And then that, that bug like starts to like mold and that's not his threat because obviously stick bugs, not like dangerous. But that's when he realizes he's dealing with a bug situation. I see. And then it'll be like a bug's life, and Dave Foley will voice one of the bugs. Obviously. <laughs> we need more tie-ins. So that... Dave Foley just comes out of nowhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> what about that? So that's how he gets out of it. It's actually the cast of A Bug's Life. I can't believe this happened to both of us. <laughs> I just told him I thought his idea sucked, and he put me in here, too. <laughs> Are you talking about it's just is Dave Foley? He's not yeah. a bug? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, because he's, he's the ant. He's Flick, right? So I know that, but okay, I, thought it okay. just, I thought you were just doing tie-ins. So I was like, if it's Dave Foley, he's kind of like, it was just his buddy that was like, I don't like that idea. And he's like, you know what? All right, Dave Foley's there, and and he's finding all the insects from Bugs Life, and Dave Foley's drinking coffee because he famously likes coffee, and he just says, "I've been there," you know, because <laughs> it's like, remember, <laughs> Dave Foley is just uh, thriving in the insect habitat because <laughs> he was flicking a Bugs Life. <laughs> he's wearing a crown. What? Oh my god! Oh my god! That's hilarious. That would be amazing. They shrunk Sam Neil and put him in the tank, thinking he would just uh-huh. get devoured. Never checked in on Dave Foley. Did not know he was the king. <laughs> <laughs> they drop Sam Neil in there, and he immediately finds Dave. And he's just gonna, yeah, he does that line, and then, oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, he's that's how that. he gets out. He says, "I've been there," and then Dave Foley calls off all the bugs. Yeah, attacking. And there should be some there's some humor moments too. It's just kind of oh like, yeah, there'll be some jokes. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Did you try to eat him, Pinchers? No. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Hoist him out with your Pinchers. Yeah. Don't you want to get out too? I love it in here. <laughs> yeah, Dave always stays behind. <laughs> he loves being the king of the bugs, but he does help Sam Neil out of the cage. Yeah. I hated my wife. I love it in here. Yeah. Are you kidding me? This is great. <laughs> he really likes it in there. And then Sam Neil, you know, he stays for dinner. But then it's like, so long, Obviously. Sam. 
you know, and then the bugs lift him out. He discover he has to climb back in, uh, and find the um shrink ray and put put it on reverse. Yes. But then he ends up being like a giant Sam Neil. <laughs> oh yes, and then he destroys the city by accident. Oh shit. <laughs> Yes. Okay, so yeah, Sam Neil goes back, finds the shrinker ray, turns at what he thinks is normal size, but accidentally it gets like it's like stuck a little bit, you know. You know, like right before it's it's powering on and it slips and it goes into gigantic, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's standing there, it hits him, he gets really big, and then he's like going to warn the city. He's like, Wait, this isn't he, safe, but he's smashing. He immediately it. steps on Jeff Goldblum yeah. as he's like laid out in his like sensual way. Yeah, he's sitting out. Laura Dern's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Alan. Alan. Oops. And then. <laughs> Can he save the day just by simply picking up dinosaurs and putting them? Somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, he moves. He picks them all up and he moves them to another island. <laughs> <laughs> this is be- both the best and worst movie in the world. Like, there's, that, there's no sticks. That one Jurassic World movie ended with a little girl releasing a bunch <laughs> of dinosaurs onto like San Francisco. Yeah, it being like, oh, she made the right call because these dinosaurs were being like, you know, treated poorly. And it's like she is the cause. I didn't see the third one, but she I'm assuming is the cause of death for a lot of people like that. So this this one will that the ethics will be as gray, you know. (laughs) So it's yeah. Sam Neill picks up all the dinosaurs. He holds them for a second and he's like, shit, I don't know what to do from here. Like, I don't, you know, I didn't want to be gigantic. I smashed the town. I killed that guy. I killed Jeff Goldblum. Like, this is really going poorly. They should have, they should have, like, someone have, like, a heart-to-heart with him. But I think that the ending scene should just be, I think the ending should should be lighthearted. And I think it should end with Dave Foley's wife being like, did you see my husband anywhere? And then Sam Neill goes, no. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. <laughs> I haven't seen her. What if she's giant? <laughs> His wife? She walks up. So Sam Neill like, picks up the dinosaurs, puts him down on a different island, is like, that, that'll do. You know, and then he's kind of standing there like, I don't know if that was the right move, but I don't know what to do. <laughs> and then you hear some smashing, like there's another monster coming, and it's it's gigantic Dave Foley's wife she comes up but she's like have you seen Dave and he's just like oh no I haven't sorry (laughs) and then it cuts to credits (laughs) (laughs) and all the all the scenes right by the credits you know how they they have the pop-ups it'll just be the Dave with his bugs having a really good time
<laughs> I like that we didn't even touch on what Rick Moranis is doing during all of this. He helped, he sold them the guns. So, okay, so he sold... Okay, but then after he puts Sam Deal in the tank, what does uh, what does Rick Moranis do? He sets them loose in Manhattan? No, he goes to hunt for the dinosaurs. Okay. He can assist because he built the machine, so he's like the tech guy. They're I like, see. Like, my gun's jammed. Give it to Rick. He'll fix it, that kind of thing. Okay. I see. Okay, so we got all our bases covered. But he's wearing the uh, Lord Helmet hat. i actually would i would watch this movie i think that it would probably get a razzie but i think i think these are bad anyway so it's good to get i know that's why i said it would get one you ever watch a movie and you're like that was i like that movie then you look it up it's like it won eight razzies i hate like i hate looking at letterbox sometimes because like i'll just i'll do that all the time where i'm like that was really sweet and nice and I'll open it, and it's all, like, one-star reviews. Like, this is the most bullshit thing I could even watch. And I'm like, oh. Oh. <laughs> I think the last one, it was already at Brother with Paul Rudd. And I was like, I loved it. And I went on, and people people hated it so much. Yeah, people don't know. That's what that's some, I don't know, you know. Blairbox is weird, because it's, I'm sure it's it's good for some things. But sometimes I'm, it's a little hive-mindy, you know. But every sometimes is, it's just like you'll see because you will see just the same review, same stars, and I like I always try to like I never like starring anyway because it doesn't make any sense to me. It's like you know, it's you know, Night Patrol the same level of stars as No Country for Old Men. I don't think so, but (laughs) (laughs) all right, is it in in a different like view of? how you feel i guess exactly i'd say i guess the stars i'm just like did i will i watch this again i think is what my stars say if it's low stars i'm like it's i'm not gonna watch that ever again and if it's five stars i think it just reminds me that if i go through my letterbox i'd be like i liked that movie i'm gonna Uh, watch it again that's why mostly my letterbox is just reminding me i watched movies well that's what for me that's why i stopped posting anything because i'm like i'm not really a no one's engaging with this and B, I, I don't, you know, I don't need that. I, I'll just like heart it if I like it. And now yeah. I just have my own separate list. It's my private list where I just am ranking all the movies I've watched in 2024. As everybody who listens to this know, I'm trying to get to 375 movies this year. It's not going well. <laughs> but I'll get there, you know. That's, there's an extra buddy. day this year because it's a leap year, so I'm going to watch at least 35 movies in one day. Holy shit. In one day? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making this more and more impossible because it's already, you know. <laughs> it's already impossible. It's pretty amazing. If I get to 375, it's that's not good for me. <laughs> that's not good for you. I always, uh, I always think I'm like way ahead. And then I realize I haven't watched a movie in like a week and a half. Yeah, you just got to throw them on. I always watch them in the evening. You know, I've got 32 movies I watch just because I always watch them at night, you know? Sometimes I'll just watch a movie on Plex just because it pops up and then yeah. you watch a really bad... There's a really bad uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar movie called Simply Irresistible, which mm-hmm. started off normal enough, and then there was, like, a magic crab that gave her powers so she could cook well. 
And I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> I was watching this movie yesterday that was like, it was a very simple concept. They were in Madrid, and this uh, guy gets his girlfriend pregnant, and they're very young. They're like 18, so they have to try to figure out, get money for an abortion. And it's like, it's pretty standard plot, but it was it just went some places. They had to go get, they were smuggling drugs in. And there's a whole scene where the guy was like instructing them. <laughs> he was like sitting across from them, instructing them how to like lube up their assholes. And there's this kid that was sitting next to him, just laughing at them the whole time. <laughs> He's like, yes, put the paste all over it. Yes, yes. <laughs> now, put the paste all over your butthole. <laughs> and the kid was just laughing at him. But he was like so serious about it. He's like, lift your legs up like this. <laughs> Where did you find this movie on Tubi? It's on Tubi, yeah. <laughs> it's on Tubi. <laughs> Tubi's the best because everyone's. You'll watch a lot of shitty movies on Tubi, but every once in a while you're watching movies like that was really fucking good movie, or it's like that's how I felt about Freeway with Reese Witherspoon. I thought that was really good. I watched that on Plex. Yeah, yeah, it's fun to get like just a movie. You're like this. This is way better. I watched that one that I told you. It started with uh, Oh my dear, I'm falling in love. It's called The Motel. Mm-hmm. And it was just like I didn't know it had a. It, oh, the only reason I picked it because they had a cartoon cover. It was like really fun, like colorful cover, and I was like, "This will be fun." It wasn't animated, but it was just like a really small story about a a kid that works at a hotel or a motel. Yeah, I was like, "This is really fucking good." And it started with that moves. song, and that's why I was like, "I gotta watch this whole movie." You know. That's unusual because that's not even a, like a famous Ween song. I know. That's what blew my mind. I'm just like, whoa, because it started with that that drum beat, and I'm like, that drum beat's so specific, you know, with where yeah. the kick comes in that it's like that has to be that song. And then it started. I'm like, whoa, that's. Crazy. I thought it was fun too because like that's not even a song they would ever play live, but they played it in Chicago just because the that guy requested it so he could. I know. Was he proposing to his girlfriend? Or was it their anniversary? I, I think sure it was, was like after the wedding or something. I think they had gotten okay. married. That was but sweet. Yeah, and I was like, song. you never hear that live. I know it's kind of just pops up every once in a while. Now it's really cool. So, um, good song, good movie. Good. Uh, we wrote a really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I do it think... should start with a Ween song too. Which one should it start with? Ween is okay. gaining popularity, by the way, because they they were on foot. They, you know what? They're song... gaining popularity, but they're also being made fun of as a white band now. Oh really? Yeah. Rude. The, the guys in it are white. <laughs> I get. Well, I guess that that's like something white people like. I don't care. Uh, well, but we're white and we like. We are white. Stuff. I have a playlist that's just Taylor Swift and Ween, so that tracks um only white people like this place. yeah <laughs> <laughs> who cares what are we supposed to do so i guess um i guess all right you're going into a jurassic park movie but it's a little more light-hearted than uh, the old jurassic parks it's going to start kind of like a 90s movie uh-huh. so it can't be too corny it has to be kind of 90s should we go with like the irish um should we like look for the mollusk stuff should yeah. it be from mollusk is what i'm asking because it's all like nautical and uh yeah 
yeah, and like has would... like Irish backbone beats. Or it could be the uh... yeah. Okay. Um... What if it was? Oh, I I do like Buckingham Green as an intro song. Yeah. And that one's kind of scary. It's like setting you up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it'll be Buckingham Green. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we'll go. We'll play that Ween song. We'll go in to it, and then the rest of the movie plays out just as we wrote it. Because you know, it's not gonna be heavy. It's not gonna be like winking at the audience. It'll all be played very straight, you know. But the point is, it's just like, what is it? You know, what are we referencing? All everything, you know. Everything. <laughs> everything we've seen prior. You got that, Joe Dante? Yeah. Are you taking notes? No gremlins, though, because that's the no gremlins. And we're not about yeah. that. Please. We're not Don't about put the any 80s. gremlins in here. This is 90s do not only. Put, do not put any gremlins in here. We are not about that right now. We're sick of. We're sick of it. We already wrote a gremlins <laughs> movie. So what more do you want? This is about. This is about Rick Moranis. I mean, it's got Ghostbusters in it. Yes. Okay, we get it. Ghostbusters <laughs> came out in the 80s, but. Whatever, Honey and Shrek the Kids came out in the nineties, so shut up. So it, it it averages out. <laughs> it does. So did Bugs Life, and so did Jurassic Park. Yeah, you hear that, Joe Dante? Quit arguing with us. Yeah. Quit yeah. sending us mean emails. It's rude. Yeah, well, Spaceballs came out in the eighties. Shut up, Joe Dante. Shut up, Joe Dante. <laughs> we know, okay. That's why we <laughs> he always did. interacts with us when it's just being rude. Listen to your podcast again. Shitsville. Got some notes for you. Here, here's a joke. Here, here's a note. Don't quit your day jobs. <laughs> we just shake our fists. Dante! Yeah, so come out, watch the movie. I do think this would probably win the Academy Award. I think it's time for a movie like this to win the Academy Award, to be fair. <laughs> like, it's always these fucking sloppy bullshit movies. Like, this one is like. This movie will really capture the hearts of all Americans, I think. Dave Foley will get um, nominated for Best Actress and Best Actor, and <laughs> Margot Robbie won't fucking say shit about it. He'll get he'll get Best Actress over Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> but she won't. No one will say a word. Everyone will accept it. Ryan Gosling will be like, "That's what I would have done too." That's yeah. how it would go. It's like, well, to be fair, he deserved it. <laughs> And Dave Foley would just accept it too. He wouldn't apologize. No. He'd go up there and just be like, "Yeah, I was a better actress than Margot yeah, Robbie sorry, was, was in this better. movie. I was better than any movie Margot's ever been in. My <laughs> role as man who's trying to who's trying to escape being with his wife by shrinking himself down and hanging out with insects. <laughs> I was king of the bugs, Margot. I don't ever see you being king of the bugs." I don't see anyone here being King of the Bugs. It should be an acceptance speech. Someone just calls out one of the other nominees the entire time. It's like, yeah, okay, I know you're going to be salty about this, but guess what? I did a better job than you did. And you know what else, Margo? You know what else? I had a wife in this film. She was an actress. <laughs> she appeared at the end and asked, where's my husband? So... That's very feminist. Didn't pass the Bechdel test, did it, Margot? And neither will I. Neither will I.
at the end of the movie, the mo- the mom who we'll have named or the wife, uh, her name is Nancy. She turns around and she talks to Laura Dern's character and says, "Like, what's her name in the movie?" In Jurassic Park. I fucking forget. Laura well, Dern. Well, yeah, she turns around and says, "Hi, Laura. How's the weather yesterday?" She's like, "I can't hear you. You're too big." And then we'll have passed the Bechdel test. <laughs> but neither of them are nominated. No, no they're actually <laughs> not even credited. In the, <laughs> they get question marks. <laughs> Laura Dern question mark. Did we get her? Laura Dern and then uh, where it's as the actor's name is just question marks. <laughs> We'll fill those in later. <laughs> this is the only movie they make this year. <laughs> or and then some uh really incredible moving movie with Margot Robbie. These are the only two that yeah, go up against it's each the other. Only two up for awards at all. It's because there was a slow year. <laughs> Everybody couldn't finish their projects on time, so only two movies came out the entire year. It's Jurassic Park reloaded, it's called, you know. <laughs> There's a shot of the awards scene where Ryan Gosling is clapping way too hard for Dave Foley and Margot looks over at him and he stops. (laughs) He looks down (laughs) in his seat. (laughs) It's fucking good. It was fucking good. He deserves it. (laughs) All right. This was good. This was all great. I think it's better than you think. I I think it was actually good. I think that the bug stuff is something that I would actually watch in a movie. I think the bug stuff has real potential. Yeah. Now, I think this is really good. I do think it'll win the Academy Award. <laughs> I think Dave Foley will bid Bex Actress over Marco Robbie. I think Hillary Clinton will have a tweet about it. <laughs> right, Hillary Clinton just tweets good. We all know what she <laughs> yeah, means. She's on board, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? I just I can't argue with this one. Sorry. It's on this. Yet. It's on the same day as a lot of political crises, but she still wrote wrote good, and everyone knew exactly what she was talking about. <laughs> yeah, California had just been bombed, and so that was her response. <laughs> well, that's why there weren't any more movies because California exploded. The Oscars it... have to go off. <laughs> they move it to Utah. Because they can't not have the Oscars. <laughs> Why'd they skip Nevada? But they just, Utah was available. Nevada was oh, booked. Yeah, yeah it's hard no. to get books, uh, book something in Nevada. Well, though, uh, think about this. If California explodes, you're going to go to Nevada next, right? So <laughs> everything already booked up there. True, true. Because okay. California exploded and like Academy Awards is gonna be pretty low on the list of things, so it's like <laughs> they get bumped down. And by the time they're like checking out venues, it's like, ah, oh, we already have like nineteen other events here, so you gotta go to at Utah. The, at the very end of this, there should just be um Brock Purdy wandering around in a parking lot and then he like looks up at the camera and goes, Where's my car? and it does that signature like wee, wee, on his face <laughs> with the circle yeah it, it'll have an in joke that is not explained to anybody else 
<laughs> Unless you listen to this episode. Now, where's my car? <laughs> He's just a boy. Everyone stands up in the theater and yells. We better film this now because <laughs> he needs to still be a boy by the time it comes out. We don't know how long it's going to take. <laughs> Is he going to like just age overnight, you think? I'm worried about that. Gonna... Yeah, you're worried. Well, you know how humans are. They'll like you don't look at them for like a month, and they'll come back. It's like, what happened to you? <laughs> There's no way he's gonna look like a child for that long. Like he'll he's gonna be like 28, and then he's gonna just like develop. You remember Peyton Blink. Manning? I remember that man. His head grew like it <laughs> got like four inches taller. My head grew four sizes that day because I learned so much about I learned so much football stuff and then the Colts told me I couldn't be there anymore. They told me I had to go when I learned everything. Sorry, Peyton, you know too much about football. You got to go somewhere else, somewhere where they can handle it. (laughs) We can't handle football here. We called Denver and we're shipping you out. (laughs) Oh, man, this is my forehead. They said people in Denver ain't going to notice Pace. <laughs> Pace. <laughs> well, I feel like I feel like you could call him Pace. If yeah, I close. think he would be fine with it. <laughs> well, okay, this has really gone some places. <laughs> Pink Manning will not be in this movie. He won't be invited to the premiere either. He'll be at the Oscars, though. We'll invite Travis Kelsey, but it's only if he doesn't tell any jokes the whole time. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, folks, thanks for uh, thanks for listening as always to the whole episode. You know, and seriously, if you if we see this movie out, we're going we're going to be pissed because this. Well, is... await our notes, Dante. Um, you usually email them to our um, getfucked.com email that we had to open up because you wouldn't email them anywhere else. So. <laughs> we'll wait for that. <laughs> or Joe Dante can post and only Joe Dante can post. Because <laughs> it's called getfucked.com. <laughs> I probably wouldn't actually go there if I were anyone. No, don't type that in because I'm sure it's bad. <laughs> I'm sure it's not actually Dante. I'm sure it's something bad. You might see some naked people and I don't want that for you guys. Yeah, or Joe Dante. <laughs> you might see naked Joe Dante. For all we know. <laughs> oh no, it was a joke, but that's where I keep my nudes. That's my nude site. <laughs> How'd they find my nude site? Now I gotta get a cease and desist. <laughs> it's getfucked.com. <laughs> From the man that brought you small soldiers, it's my nudes. It's nudes. <laughs> If you were famous, that should be how you send nudes. Okay. Um, oh, we have to go now. <laughs> we gotta go now. <laughs> so long, everyone. Bye. Bye.